Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Denalysis Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host Dan, as always, and joining me today we have Natalie. Hello Natalie. Hello. How was your weekend? Fine, thanks. Is it good? Just fine? My general weekend? Yeah. Yeah, it was chill. I'm glad to know. Well, you had a lot of fun on Twitter, I, I heard. Oh yeah, it's nice really great fun. So that was that was that, but not we on have, the analysis Twitter. And not on the analysis. We Twitter, haven't tweeted for ages. But we are, of course, going into game week thirty four, the big, and not technically not the first double game week of the season, but the the, the first big double game week of the season. I forgot about that other double game week. It was so inconsequential. Yeah, and I'm kind of going into this new double game week with a similar sort of apprehension. Okay. Because obviously we've got a lot of different plans we can make, and I think that's what today's podcast is mostly going to be about. It's kind of the best strategy, but also we're going to try and cover a bit of every everything because you may have a free hit that you're planning to use in game week 34. You may want to use it in game week 35, or you may have wildcarded already and just need to bring a few players in. Or you may be bench boosting and you already have your players. So we'll try and cover a little bit of everything and talk you through what we're actually doing. Before we, we dive into, into that entirely, how was your fantasy league week? How average did you perform? again. Yeah? Like very, too was it above average though? Yeah, but just. Like, it was I 32 this week, I think, the average. Yeah, and I got 36. Like, it's not above average enough to write home about. Um, which is fine. Like, I'm still in the... Top 21,000 worldwide. That's not bad at all. I don't know how. I don't know how <laughs> I've clung on. Um, Just got a good score. And I mean, this was such a weird week, so yeah. we'll go into the matches in a moment, but it's such a weird week in terms of none of the big players oh, really scored. No. Only two clean sheets, and they were both in the same game, and the first game um, of the weekend. It's the second lowest average score ever. In the last four years. The last four years. Yeah. It was an uncharacteristically low-scoring week, but I came out with 50 points in the end, which was nice. very respectable, I think. And I've continued my, my ascendancy. I've gone up another 100,000 places. I'm like 420,000 oh, now. Oh, good for you. So when you're low in the rankings, it's pretty freaking easy to fly <laughs> up, isn't yeah. it? It's great. Sarah at work officially quit FPL this weekend. She after, <laughs> after threatening to quit for the last... Four months, she has finally quit. And what she has done by quitting is just left the work mini-leagues. Like, so her team still She's exists. She's actually left leagues. Every, everything is still there. She's just like, I've left the leagues now, it's not on. On that note, let's dive in to the weekend's action. So we had the Manchester derby, which was probably the biggest game of the weekend. Manchester I... City could have won the league title... I don't know anyone who's watched the second half. Really? Yeah, everyone seems to have just watched the first half and had to go out, had to do something. Okay, so I have a, a little vague anecdote. Uh-huh. Well, I say vague, it's not really vague, but... Okay. You have a little anecdote. I, was, I have a little anecdote. So I was on the train, as yeah. I imagine many people were, seeing as they missed, they all missed the second half. But yeah, I was looking at, I had a little score up on, a little goal alerts thing, and yeah. I was obviously urging Lukaku, one of my players to score quite desperately right. and then I get the alert that it's 2-2 and I see Lukaku scored it wasn't Lukaku it was Pogba how the hell are they confusing those literally two literally not even the same man but Man City they went up 2-0 nice and early in the game and somehow managed to Mess it lose up. 3-2 yeah. and 
it's kind of... I, I mean, how do you even explain this kind of result? So, company and Gundogan with the goals. I assume that at half-time, Mourinho just went in there and threatened to kill all of their families <laughs> unless they won. Like yeah. that to me, that's the that's what happened. Like yeah. I can't see it any other way. So yeah, company with the the early goal, Sane assist. So that was that was good for me. I was like, yeah. wow, this is brilliant. Let's uh, let's get the the points in. And then Gundogan scores, and I am in despair as he's <laughs> second on my bench. And this week I've transferred in Meza Özil. Fortunately, we'll come to this a bit later, but it did actually it turned around for me in the end because half my team didn't play, but. It looked all good. It looked like City were, were having a great time. They were going to run away with it. And then the second half happens. And Pogba comes up with two goals. Sanchez with two assists as well. Which is unheard of. And yeah, from what I heard, he had a, a really good performance. And was kind of the driving force behind behind the victory in the end. But the two United Pogba goals were really good. I think he only had two chances really. But they were really super good. Really good finish. And then Smalling rounds it off with a late volley and an incredible speaking voice. Oh my god, <laughs> I've never heard him speak before. So I just assumed he'd sound quite like gravelly, I guess. Should, should we just have a, a quick little audio listen to what Chris Smalling actually sounds like? Today. Now I think uh, all week, I think obviously everyone knows the circumstances and, and their chance to win it against us is something that may never come around again. So uh, that was that was definitely on our minds, but also the fact that we needed three points because we need to make sure that second position... No. Like, that's not his voice! Well, say what you will about his ridiculous, very campy voice. It's he not got... even camp, it's just not I felt right. it was a little bit campy. It's just not right for what he looks like. I, I mean, I would agree. I'm not, I'm not arguing with you here about this, it's because it was inc- crazy. It's just incorrect. And I must have heard his voice before, so I've probably had this reaction multiple times over the years, and just forget. Not it, noticed. Because it's so rare that you see him interviewed after a game. But, yeah, obviously he, he had the decisive touch in this game with a really, really nice volley. After a, uh, was it, I think it was a free kick from Sanchez, wasn't it? I think so. And, yeah, one hell of a finish. And he comes out away with five, 5.7? 7 points is what I mean. Uh, and he costs 5.5 if you want to buy him now. So, this is one of my moves for this week. Right, okay. So the first one's coming out. Yeah, so Dan and I haven't told each other what we're doing this week. So it's a, a genuine reaction um so yeah i want to get smalling in the problem is i haven't got as much money tied like available as i thought i had so i thought i could get rid of mawson and get smalling in which i can do yeah but then i have problems making your second transfer exactly yeah so i'm taking a leap and i'm getting shot of otamendi okay i love it for Smalling. I love it. I this is fine it. for this game week, but does pose problems for 35. Yeah, because obviously City play in 35. Yes, and I can't get Otamendi back because it's too expensive. Yeah. I can get some, I like, I can get a company or I can get Danilo if he's playing. Yeah. And that's not a problem. I don't know if I will, but yeah. Smalling in is my first definite, that is my transfer that's happening. Right, so my question is, we've got on the list here, we have Pogba at 7.8, we have Lingard at 6.0, and we have Lukaku at 11.6. Yes. Obviously, we have all of the defenders as well, the United defenders. I think Valencia is still 6.9. Yeah. Um, Smalling, 5.5. I think Jones is around about... Like 5.8 or so, maybe? 5.7? 5. 
something like that. He's not playing. But so this is the question, right? And I, I think from my where I'm standing, I'm looking at Smalling, and I think he's done himself a big favour, scoring the decisive goal in the Manchester derby. Jones has been fit. Yeah. And isn't playing. Yeah, exactly. So, so I think. It's safe. Oh, Jones is only 5.5, sorry. Yeah, I thought he was a bit cheaper, but... I think Smalling is safe. Hmm. Um, And even if he only plays one of these games, I don't really mind. Yeah. So they face (laughs) Bournemouth away and West Brom at home. Two very, very good fixtures for United defenders. Obviously, you have De Gea still as an option if you you want someone who's definitely going to (laughs) start. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm kind of thinking who is key here and what do you do with these United players? Is there... Is this a bench boost week? Is this a triple cap... Are there any triple captain options here? I'd be nervous to do it. Hmm. I think if I was going to do it, I probably would put it on Smalling. Yeah. Just for lols. Yeah. And because why not? I'm kind of with you in a sense here because Smalling is also my transfer that I've done. Okay. Interesting. Who did you do that for? I took a bonner out because I have freaking loads oh, of money. I've had loads of money. Too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm in a situation where I, I took a bonner out for Smalling, and he's my one where I'm like, okay, he did himself a big favour scoring that goal. Yeah. I think he's, you know, gonna start both of these games now. Oh. I think he's more nailed than Bailly, despite Bailly being their best defender. His injury record this season has kind of made me a little bit doubtful okay. about going for him. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. I know that I'm not bench boosting this week mm-hmm. because I do not like to look at the fixtures overall. And I there are too many teams I don't trust here. So I already have Lukaku, Lingard and Smalling. And I was actually thinking, I'm originally I was going to triple captain this week and it was going to be Lingard or, or Lukaku. But now I'm like, I'm not so sure. I think I'm just going to save it. Because even though they, they have the best fixtures by a mile, there's just no one that really takes my fancy. You can't be certain that they're going to score. Exactly. I can't trust Lukaku to get more than one goal in each game. Yeah. To be fair, that would be a good return. But I saw yesterday, I was expecting, in three goals, I would have expected something from Lingardo Lukaku, and there was nothing. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, uh, who are the players that are really going to do it? And that's kind of what makes me think... This week, a, a normal captain on one of them, maybe, but a triple captain, it just feels like a waste. Yeah. And it feels too much like I'm playing into the, the obvious choice, mm. which, yeah, obviously you have two bites of the cherry because you've got the two games that are both good fixtures, but I just have a this slight nagging feeling that we're going to have some supreme disappointments this week. On the other side of things, Man City, they could have been five up like yeah. at half time and they, they should have had a penalty as well when they were three two down. So I it's kinda of hard to know what to say about City, like they just seem a bit knocked for confidence at the moment. Yeah. So I don't think anyone should get rid of their Man City players, especially yeah. because the fixtures going like after this weekend do get a lot nicer and they won't have Champions League imminent to worry yeah. about. Um, I mean, they're playing Spurs this week, which you would say on paper is a tough fixture, but when they faced them at the Etihad, they won 4-1. And mm. Harry Kane didn't get a sniff. So yeah. you'd, you'd have to say, like, even though that's a, a tricky fixture, they can still get a result out of that. Yeah. And they, they still have the motivation. I mean, a lot of it, for me, is going to be dependent on ha- what we see from them in the Champions League tomorrow. If we see a revitalised Man City that, that goes ahead and gets four or five goals, yeah. maybe that's 
that's a sign that they're they still have it in them they still have the confidence mm. if they lose and they get knocked out that's when I'd start to to worry but then I'd only really worry in a sense of will they win the next game rather than will they score? Yeah. Because I still think they can score. Yeah, for sure. But this is why I think your Otamendi out move and is if, sensible. Yeah, and even if they do get out of the... If they get knocked out of the Champions League, like, you'll, there's no way you won't see a full-strength team on at the weekend. Yeah, because they're out of the FA Cup, they're out of the Champions League at that point, yeah. and you'd have to say, well, why wouldn't you play the likes of Aguero and, and Sterling and... I mean, Sane and Silva did actually still start at the, the weekend. And, yeah. And Sterling. So, although it was a weakened team, there was still enough out there to win that game. And I yeah. guess they just got caught cold by United. Definitely in that United attack, I, I probably wouldn't jump for Pogba just yet because this was a crazy game. If you had a free hit, oh, yeah. Sanchez looks like a, an interesting, what? Wait, what? interesting no. one. No. But he's no. such a differential. No. 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 But this is the point, right? Like, no one's got... So few people are going to actually have him. And he did put in a really good performance. So oh. there's there's an argument there for, okay. for that to happen. And we know from his previous seasons that what he can do when he's on his game, especially against two lesser sides. Yeah. But for me, it's it's Lukaku, Lingard, Smalling. Those are my three. Mm. They're locked in. Whether I make more transfers or not, I don't know. So I was looking at Lingard. Dropping to Kure, getting Lingard in. I'm now not doing that. So another team we have featuring in the double game week is the mighty Southampton. (laughs) Who lost 3-2 to Arsenal at the Emirates this weekend. And I mean, I I have one thing to say about a particular player. It's quite a lot of goals for Southampton, isn't it, too? Well, it is too. And I think you have a certain Skodran to thank for that that sort of behaviour. I mean, the first goal... Oh, the so one, embarrassing. The one where they just left it for everyone. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it was, a, it was a cross came in and there was some bad defending before it, you know, but it's fine. You know, sometimes crosses get in. But this cross was literally aimed at Mustafi. It was coming towards his body and he just kind of stands there and watches it. And then Shane Long nips in around the back and, and knocks Puts it in. in and then he starts, he has the audacity to blame Czech for that, being like, you should have come out. And uh, for me, I just, I see that. And I think how a, a cross that is aimed at you, how you're determining that the keeper should be the one to come and claim that, I, I genuinely do not know what's going through your head, what's made you think that that is a sensible point of view to have. And he is the, the player that everyone's brought in over the past few weeks. He? Because he's the Arsenal defender that everyone's been getting hyped because about. Because he's yeah. cheap. Well, he's 5.5. The same price as Smalling. And okay, I can understand we didn't really know who was nailed in the in the United defence. But, my God, if you're going to defend like that, we're not ever going to keep a clean sheet again. Mm. It was so bad. And then in the second goal, he, he was just... He didn't make an attempt to block the cross and then it went over the other side. The whole defence panicked and it was, yeah, it was chaos. Charlie Austin scored within, like, a minute of being on the pitch. But aside from that, a fairly good performance in, in an attacking sense. I mean, Aubameyang pops up with a goal again. He's up to 10.8 now. Although he has been transferred out quite a lot. And that's kind of I my first... I guess just first... because he doesn't have a double. Yeah, my first question I want to pose to you, he's... So you say he's still the best and most obvious option, Definitely. which I agree with. Six goals and one assist in seven matches. And people are transferring him out. He's, I think he's the fourth most transferred out player. Um... Do you think that... 
that should be happening. No. <laughs> Under any circumstance. He'd be my second striker. Yeah. Like, if I had the money to do it and the, and the transfers to do it, he would be my second striker and I would keep him for 34 and 35. Yeah. But as soon as you get to 36, then I'd think about switching him out for someone else. Yeah. But currently, if you have him, don't get rid of him at all. I don't understand why anyone would. Yeah. Unless you've wrecked your team so bad that you have to get rid of him to get Lukaku or Kane in. Yeah. You have a double, but even so... No, I, I'm finding it hard to see why people are really transferring him out. I, th- I think he's been, you know, excellent since Arsenal have signed him. Yeah. And he's, he has a good fixture again with Newcastle away from home. Uh, I, I guess you could say Arsenal haven't been good away from home, but I don't know. He looks like one of the best strikers in the league at the moment. Yeah. Welbeck came away with, was it two goals? Two goals, two goals and, and an assist. assist. Um, yeah, he was kind of brilliant. And at 7.3, I, I think he could be an option. Like if you've got the money to do it and mm. you don't want to get a Bamiang or you don't have the money to get a Bamiang. That could be an argument for having like Kane, Lukaku and Welbeck. Because surely Welbeck will start again after that. <laughs> well, yeah. So Welbeck and Iwobi. So those are the two that I kind of wanted to highlight. So Iwobi is 5.1 and a midfielder, whereas Welbeck is 7.3 and a striker. I think they are both facilitators in their own way. So... It won't be because Mkhitaryan is out. He's going to be out until at least game week 36 when right. we play Man United. Okay. Elneny saw red in this match. Yeah. Which was kind of ridiculous. I can see why he was sent off. He went for the face. Like unnecessarily. Like uh, there was no need for him yeah. to be doing anything. Whatsoever. There was no need at all. He was being petty. I respect the pet- pettiness, but don't put your hand in someone's face. Yeah, you especially when you've, yellow just, cards. when you've just seen someone else get sent off. For whacking their arm into yeah. someone's face. Yeah, and like, I, I mean, the only it. thing I would say is the Jack Stevens one was a lot more violent. So maybe he thought, well, I can touch this guy in the face if I do it slightly yeah. less violently, and maybe he won't send me off. But no, it was it was unnecessary, and now we're going to miss Elneny for three games. So I think that means we're going to see a midfield two of Shaka and Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Aubameyang is still, like you say, the best option because he can't play Europa, so he's going to play every game regardless. Yeah. And there is a small shout for Chambers at 4.7 in the defence. But if you do want a sort of cheap facilitator in a top team, it looks like Chambers is going to feature for the rest of the season because of Koscielny's ongoing Achilles problem that he has. So yeah, basically Jack was... Shaq Wilshere. Shaq Wilshere was running away on the break, plays a terrible pass, loses the ball, chases back to Jack Stevens, rips his shirt, and in his fury, Stevens just kind of pushes Wilshire in the face down to the ground quite violently, and Wilshire reacts, and then it all kicks off from there. I quite like that bit from last weekend, where we where Daesh said about Higazi holding on to Tarkowski's shirt. Oh, God, like yeah, that gonna, was ridiculous. Like he was going to take it home. Yeah. But this is like a whole new level yeah, of that. Wilshire actually... Did, could have has, taken it yeah. home. Yeah. He has a bit <laughs> he has in his pocket. He has half of his shirt. One notable event that was a bit annoying, Aubameyang came off around the 70th minute mark and I was like, I don't really understand why you're doing this. Who for? Um, it was for Lacazette. Oh. I guess it was a straight swap and Welbeck did end up scoring the winner, so fair play to him. But it did seem strange when you've got one guy who can play in the Europa League and probably will play alongside Lacazette and one guy who can't and you take him off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like... The rest of the, the season looks pretty decent for Arsenal. I think they are... Definitely Aubameyang is, is remaining a strong shot there. Yep. Uh, Stoke faced off against Spurs and 
Spurs are having a bit of a hard time keeping clean sheets because they seem like one of the best options if you consider how good they were last season and and just generally how how solid they they look defensively. They just keep conceding stupid goals and I think a big part of that is down to Hugo Lloris, previously seen as one of the best goalkeepers in the league and now it seems he can't go a week without making a horrifying mistake. So make of that what you will. But I think, yeah, the Spurs defensive values oh this is the one where he was just out in the middle of nowhere yeah and he he gets there first and he just bounces it off of Juve and then Juve has an open goal to aim at yeah so it was was very strange Um, Harry Kane obviously made his return Uh, Spurs did get the win it was was 2-1 in the end and Kane desperate to claim this goal apparently it's so petty like I'm actually getting mad every time I think about it. And I own you Kane. You have Kane. I own Kane and I'm still mad that he's swearing on his child's life that he touched the ball. Like, who cares? <laughs> it's over. Get over it. Oh, I'm going to beat Salah to the gun. But no one gives a shit. Well, this is kind of it, right? The desperation he's displaying. To, it's embarrassing. To really, like, you're begging for a goal here. You shouldn't, don't do that. Just go and score some. So, yeah, and we just learned that um, Spurs have appealed to the Premier League <laughs> for them to give the goal to Kane. Like, oh, don't you have anything more That's, important yeah. to do? Is that literally the top of your list of things to do today? I guess so. It must be for someone. It seems like it's more important than them, uh, than the FA Cup to them. They're just, oh. we need this Kane goal. I mean, in a way, I do I admire Kane's single-mindedness, his, his desperation to always score goals. But in the end, it was two for Ericsson with assists from Ali and Rose. And I, I guess kind of interestingly, Shakiri popped up with another assist. Loris did everything he could to take that assist away from him, I guess, but it was given. But yeah, Ericsson has hit a bit of form lately. So two back-to-back double digits. Very annoying. It is annoying. And I guess the, the thing we need to look at here is Spurs for the double game week, like... For this double game. Yeah. Are they even worth it? Because I know Kane is a very popular choice. I know lots of people have three Spurs players. And I wonder if you're getting a little bit blinkered here because they do have to face City. It is at home, given, but they also face Brighton away after that. So I have Kane. I I just haven't got rid of him. That's my situation. I don't particularly want him in my team. I said this weeks ago that I didn't want him anymore. But I just haven't had time to get rid. And now it's silly to. Um, but I think unless you're confident that Lukaku will do better than him, you can't make the switch. Like, it's just a waste of a chance for it, I think. Right, you so you're talking him. about if someone wanted if to get Kane own... to Lukaku. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't do that now. But at the same time, I wouldn't buy Kane now. Yeah. He's not the, the one to buy. Ericsson and Ali, I think having one of them is essential for 36 and 36. 38. You need to get at least one of them in hmm. for those last four games. Yeah, they have Watford, West Brom, Newcastle and Leicester. Like, that seems nuts to me. Yeah, they... they someone wouldn't own... For me, I think that'll be Harry Kane time. Um, I don't want Kane anymore. <laughs> I <want him> <laughs> See, this is what I was going to say. Like, I'm actually... I don't think I'm going for any Spurs players for this double game week because... I wouldn't if I didn't already have Kane in my team. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, him. yeah. And I don't because I transferred Kane out for Lukaku those, you know, two weeks ago. Yeah. And just looking at it, I know Brighton on paper, they should thrash Brighton. But Brighton at home, I just, I feel like they are, you know, this weekend notwithstanding. Like, I feel like they are still solid defensively that even if... Kane gets a goal or what they get a goal 
I'd, I can't see I'd, it being a total yeah, route. I'd see it being like a 2 0, probably. Yeah. And then you, you always have the, the scenario where it could be someone random like Aurier popping up with a goal. Yeah. I just don't feel confident. And if I was going to pick one player, I think it would be Ericsson at the moment. Mm. Not just because he has scored points in, in the last few weeks, but his finish for the, the goal was really, really good. And he just seems to be hitting a, a streak of like really good yeah. form where he's very, very involved in the game. Mm-hmm. Harry Kane, to me, has not looked in it at all, really. No. like I think the injury has kind of knocked him off his game a bit and I think it's going to be those last sort of three weeks when you see him you know desperately fighting for the golden boot when they have good fixtures and he can really make an impact I think that's when he's going to be most important I'd be cautious about Son as well he actually played 66 minutes this week right yeah I wouldn't get him in yeah it seems like his hot streak of form has has kind of come not necessarily come to an end I can still see him getting something but he's going to be the one who gets subbed first. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ericsson, Ali and Kane, you do know you're going to, in most cases, get, 90, get 90 out of them. Yeah. Any of them a triple captain shout for you? No, not no? for this double, no. And then obviously they miss the game week 35. To me, they've been getting through a lot of games, playing well enough to win, but not really looking either that prolific in front of goal or that great defensively. They, they have a lot of errors in them, it seems. So on to another double game week team, and one I am going to be backing. We have Burnley, who came away with a 2-1 win over Watford after going a goal down as well, which I always like. I always like to see that a team. Come back. Yeah. So this is the second time they've done it this season, right? They've never done... Like, yeah, they've never game... come back from a goal down before. I completely forgot like about that. Like four weeks ago, they'd never done this before, and now they've done it twice in the same half of the what season. I say? It's, it's Daish's impact, isn't oh, it? Oh, what a great Or is it Pope's impact? Oh, Leading from the back. So many great men. So we did actually talk about this uh, a couple of weeks ago, about how they they have this really nice sort of front three of Vokes, Wood and Barnes. You can all... Do goals. All do a job at different times. And it seems to be working out brilliantly for them. So obviously we had Wood and Barnes last... For the last, like, three weeks. For the the last, yeah, three weeks. They've both been coming up with goals. And this week it was was Vokes off the bench. Fastest goal from a substitute this season. In 24 Absolutely seconds. Absolutely insane. <laughs> That's crazy. 24 seconds. So, uh, I'm trying to remember this goal now. It was, it was a, the, the header, wasn't it? Yeah. Mariapa heads it backwards and Vokes is just standing there like, thank you very much, sir. Yeah. It was a good finish. I mean, it wasn't fancy at all, but it was a very Burnley goal and I appreciated it a lot. I feel like Burnley are probably the informed team in the league, aside from... But uh, yeah, I thought Pope... He's at 5.0 now, so he's gone up a lot. But there's been a lot of talk about Heaton replacing him. And if you listen to this podcast before, you know I'm a steadfast believer in Pope and that he's not going to be dropped. Uh And there he was having, you know, he didn't keep a clean sheet, which was a bit gutting, but he came away with the three three points on FPL and in in real life, I guess. He, He made some crucial saves. And I feel like looking at the goal, he couldn't really be blamed for it. It was, I think it was Ward on his... I think this was the first game he's played since he's been back. And he made a tackle. It looked like a good tackle. And then it just went straight to a a Watford player in a dangerous area. So I kind of feel like it was a little bit of bad luck. I also feel like Burnley have had a lot of that recently when they've been, you know, they've been winning games, but they've been dropping a goal a game. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a worry because no other team kept a clean sheet besides Liverpool and Everton anyway. Um, And they do still have good remaining fixtures. 
Ben Mead perhaps is the worry at the moment because he's the yeah. third Burnley player in my squad. I, as not a me owner, have decided that if you do have him, mm. I would still start him yeah. this game week because even if he doesn't play at the weekend, he could still play midweek. Yeah. And then they still have Burnley still have a game in 35. Yeah. So to me, it seems worth keeping him and playing him unless every single other player in your team has a double game week yeah and you're not doing a bench boost so you need someone to put on the bench like I don't know I do think one of the key things about this is both of these games that Burnley have Chelsea and Leicester yeah on paper they sound terrible but they're both at home and we know that Burnley are very good at home like you know they do concede on occasion but if I was going to back a team to keep out attacking teams like Chelsea and Leicester, it would definitely be Burnley. Yeah, this is like what I don't really understand about a lot of teams that I've seen floating around preparing for the double game week, is that no one has got Burnley players, Hmm. and I don't understand why. The way that things are going, the way that people are setting up their teams and they're not including Burnley players, it just feels like Sod's Law is going to, you know, bite them in the arse, essentially. And there's got to be a situation where Burnley win both games 1-0, and everyone's like, I cannot believe it. Why did I waste all this money on Alonso and Willian <laughs> and Hazard and Mares and Vardy and yeah. Leicester defenders? So I, I did put... I, I mean, I do want to quickly mention, actually, about Pope. Heaton is back, obviously. I mentioned it briefly already, but there's, there's no... I'm sticking with what I said before. I mean, there is no reason for him to be dropped at this point. With him being on the fringes of the England squad, like... I, I just can't see a change. So I don't think you need to worry about Pope if you have him. And also, Heaton wasn't great in the three games that he did play at the start yeah. of the season. Like, he didn't keep a clean sheet. Yeah. And a lot of people have been saying... Oh. And so this was something... I actually had a, a little bit of a dialogue with someone on Reddit about this, where they were saying, yeah, but Burnley haven't kept a clean... Sh- they, they kept a one clean sheet in the last ten games. But I did actually look up some stats, and I was kind of like, well, one of the things is, a goalkeeper's performance isn't determined by how many goals they concede. It's obviously, a, if a goalkeeper's kept a lot of clean sheets, it means they're doing something right. Yeah. But it can be that they're just playing in a team that doesn't concede any shots. The thing for me about Pope is he's made so few errors, he makes a lot of saves, and his save percentages are really, really high. And it's only, basically, massive chances that, that are scored against him. Mm. And in the last eight games, Burnley have only conceded seven goals. And if you compare that to their two opponents, Chelsea have conceded 15 and Leicester have conceded 13. Is this in all competitions? This is just Premier League. Okay. So keeping it keeping it relevant to this. Okay. Their record, Chelsea have lost five of their last eight, and they've won only two. Those games are against West Brom and Crystal Palace. Mm. And if we compare goals scored, so obviously Hazard, Willian, popular choices, um, Mares, Vardy, popular choices. Chelsea have scored nine in the last eight. Only nine which is insane. So, yeah, it's like one goal a game. Yeah. Leicester have scored 12, which is, you know... Better. Decent. And Burnley have matched that with yeah. 12 goals. So, if people are looking at Burnley and thinking, oh, they're not a good attacking team, like, they are level with Leicester. Mm. And they I are think, like, beating since Chelsea. Since Wood has come back in the side, they are an attacking yeah. team. To me, it looks like, if you're looking at the stats, Burnley are definitely the informed team there. And if you've got two home games... Don't get rid of Pope. No. Like, unless you're getting De Gea or something. Yeah. Even then, I, I'd be... I'd say go for Smalling. Like, replace one of your other defenders. 
because they just look like a really, really good shout, and I think they're really going under the radar. So, Lester, yeah. speaking of yeah. the devil. Oh, Captain Morris. Captain Morris, strong 4 pointer. Yes. I mean, it could have been a two Worse. pointer, so fair yeah. enough. Uh, but yeah, Morris. Mahrez and Vardy in this game. Vardy was very quiet also, but he still popped up with his customary goal. Yeah. Vardy's kind of defying, you know, all belief at the moment. He, he's just popping up with goals despite playing like shit, which is a bit annoying. Mm. <laughs> but this, this is kind of... I think we should actually group these this Leicester and Chelsea game together because, okay. for me, these are the two teams that I was thinking, Mahrez, Willian... Alonso mm. like those are the three players that I'm looking or maybe Azpilicueta instead of Alonso but those were the three players I was thinking about taking a hit for and it was originally going to be a minus eight but I used a transfer last week foolishly um, now it would be a minus 12 to bring them them in and although all I need is for one of them to keep like you know a clean sheet or something yeah and get for to it minus, to, yeah. It, yeah it's it doesn't seem like a, a good bet. I wouldn't dare. Like, I have, I've had Mahrez for the last, like, five, six yeah. weeks, and it's worked out really well for me until the last two, yeah. whatever, which is absolutely fine. I've got no problems. Um, I might captain Mahrez this week. I don't know. I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so over it. So, yeah, I have no problem with having him on my team, but I don't know if I would be looking at getting him if I yeah. didn't have him. It's probably going to go right down to the wire for me, like, whether I decide to bring him in or not. He's probably... Probably the one that I have the most faith in, purely because I think Leicester have Southampton at home. And that is kind of the the game that I'm hoping there will be some goals in. Like, I can't imagine Morris goes two more games with nothing. Yeah. Like, that He's, seems he is too good, but he was very quiet in this game. And I would say Newcastle... But were are... Newcastle just good? Exactly. And... In the end, I think it was quite comfortable for Newcastle and they kept the main men of Leicester quiet. Yeah, I think the, the new goalkeeper, Dubravka, has really made a difference. Oh, and I forgot. I keep forgetting about him. He's been really good for them. And in general, like they're quite solid defensively. Yeah. So I do think the likes of Lascelles are still you know, great uh-huh. shouts, especially with the upcoming double game week. I would definitely look at Newcastle for the double in 37. Yeah. Like, without a doubt, yeah. would look at getting two players definitely Iosi Perez I want like he is he's the one... super cheap at what 5.2 yeah and I've had to mind on him for weeks and there's just not but like the fixtures weren't right and there's not yeah. space for him in my team but yeah. for that double he is for me he is central they are a great team in terms of like the low cost yeah. um, double game week players because you could look at Dubravka at 4.5 yeah it was you could look at, at Lascelles at 4.8 and Lachern as well is uh, yeah, actually, Lejeune and Yedlin at uh, 4.3 and 4.4, respectively. They've been playing every game and, you know, they are a solid defensive team. Kennedy as well, only 4.8. But yeah, Leicester, on the other hand, they, they were kept very quiet. Um, Mahrez and Vardy, obviously, the two standout picks. The one thing I question is why the hell are people getting in Leicester defenders? Like, so right? who did Leicester face? Southampton and um, Southampton and Burnley, yeah. Both. Right, so imagine thinking that at this point in the season, Burnley aren't going to score. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then also Southampton revitalised under Mark Hughes with two goals. Two entire goals in one game. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're all right. Don't get, don't <laughs> yeah, get there's Leicester no time for clean sheets. I mean, 
you, you can, if you look at them in isolation, oh, okay, like, they kept a clean sheet the other week, oh, Schmeichel had 15 points, but, like, they have, throughout the season, displayed no defensive stability whatsoever. Yes, I find Schmeichel quite nonchalant about goalkeeping. Chelsea, on the other hand, 1-1 with West Ham, they actually did play okay. They took a lot of shots. can't get the ball in the goal. And this is, well, Morata can, but only when he's offside. (sighs) Two offside goals, Two offside goals from Morata. They were both quite tight. One in particular was, like, clearly off. Mm. The other one, for me, it was like, like, you need someone with a tape measure to to get out on that pitch and have, like, a line. Because it was so tight. It was maybe, like, a bit of his toe. And that was, um, I think that was quite late in the game. Um, so yeah, Chelsea had twenty three shots, yeah. but only six on target. Yeah, and I noticed Willian missing two big chances. I do think he's been in good form. Like he still looked good in the game, but the problem was he could not finish any of the chances he had, and he had very good chances. So my second transfer is going to be Firmino to Morata. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> no. Because so it's. Like it's literally either Lingard or Morata. That's oh, that's man. the choice I have at the moment. You know, I admire the ridiculousness of this differential. If you want my honest opinion, hundred percent go Lingard. This does bring me on to the other transfer that I'm potentially thinking of making. That's a little bit out of left field. Uh-huh. Arnautovic. So okay. he's been freaking brilliant. They don't have a double. Right? They don't, and that's why it's a crazy transfer. And the fixtures are horrible, right? Well, they have Stoke and Arsenal in their next two. And I still have a wild card. So no double game week, but, you know, he's going back. I think he's actually at home. Yeah, they're at home against Stoke. Okay. But, you know, facing his own club at home, he's going to want to, you know, stick it to him because he left on kind of negative terms. And then Arsenal, they're good to concede against anyone. The only thing I don't want to do is take a minus eight and bring Arnautovic in. So that's kind of where I'm at with this. I'm like, it's either Mares or Arnautovic. And my thinking is very much that this double game week thing, I think we're overhyping teams that aren't playing well. And Chelsea are one of the worst culprits of a team who are playing really poorly, Mm -hmm. losing to teams that are worse than them, and just look low on confidence, low on quality, uh, particularly in the final third. And a good shot from Alonso. Um, quite late in the game, which Hart made a freaking amazing save on. Joe Hart, back in the game, back in the picture, performing out of his skin. I, for one, was very impressed. I hate Joe Hart more than I hate racist Rodriguez. And you know what? I hate him too, but credit where credit's due, he had a very good performance in this game, and we should probably mention him just out of kindness. Hazard is a a popular pick for this weekend, or this double game week, and I just think he's way too expensive. He's so expensive. When was the last time he scored? I think it's been six games since he scored. See, Morata is a better pick than Hazard. Because he's at least scored in his last few. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just for the sake of it. Anyone worth triple captain in here? No. <laughs> Bournemouth faced Crystal Palace and came away with a 2-2 draw, which was... Oh, man, there, there were some banging goals in this, right? The Both Crystal Palace goals were incredible. Obviously, like, you said to me that you were like, oh, Milivojevic doesn't even need penalties. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what a great man. <laughs> and then I saw it was a free kick. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this guy. <laughs> Who does he think he is? One goal from open play, still. <laughs> and the top scorer, and into double figures now, which is incredible. And frankly, at his price, what, 5.1 or is he... No, 
5.0. He's still 5.0? Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a great facilitator, isn't he? So good. And, and I keep telling myself it's going to stop, but who they have next, like, I'm sure they're going to get a penalty. Um, I can't remember. The fixtures are quite like, are good to the end of the season. They have Brighton next. Duncan Duffy, definitely good for giving away a penalty. It's hard to argue against Milivojevic at this point, but yeah. then... I kind of feel like we're preaching to the choir because I imagine everyone's got him anyone now. who is going to get him already has him. He's listening like, to this. But if you don't, I think it's still worth yeah. doing. Like, I don't think it's too late. Yeah. The rest of the players, I mean, Zaha scored a great goal. Yeah, Zaha's just, like, a little bit too expensive, yeah. I think. Like, He's too expensive and too inconsistent when yeah. you have Milivojevic. Who's, exactly. Uh, if Zaha wins a penalty, he'll get an assist. But who's going to get the goal and the bonus? It's yeah. going to be Milivojevic. So. Yeah. From the Bournemouth side of things, I think Bournemouth are definitely one of the teams, even though they have a double, to avoid. Yeah. So the problem with Bournemouth is they haven't won many games. Sure. They tend to draw or lose. I think the problem with Bournemouth is that you never know where the goals and assists are coming from. Last season it was King, but now it's just so unpredictable. And Defoe's starting, and then Musay's coming off the bench and coming up with a goal. Who the hell's Musay? No one even knows. Speaking of exciting strikers... Or racist Rodriguez. No, not who I was going for. Oh, Tammy, Tammy Abraham. Tammy Abraham, who we spoke about we here in this last very week, room. Last week, we said, for this one week, if you want to do a one-week punt, it's Tammy Abraham. Yeah. Oh. And guess what? Would you go and look at that? The man came off my bench and he delivered. What he a, delivered nine beautiful points. What a great human. The even better thing was he was one of those who was on for two bonus points. When uh, when the game finished, oh, and then went up to three. And then when I when I looked at my team later after seeing they'd been added, he had three, and I was like, "Oh, Tammy, mm. you are beautiful." So West Brom, a bit of a reaction. That was kind of confusing to me. Like West Brom, all of a sudden looked like they could play, and I thought they had a decent game. I liked that they had a nice black man in charge. Yeah, uh, da- Darren Moore is it? I think it's Darren. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I thought we saw a response, and that was kind of what, you know, so he's been put in charge until the end of the season. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, because, I mean, West Brom are as good as down, aren't they? Like, bookies have paid out on them being relegated already. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so Abraham, a, a Slaybraham, as I've got him down yeah, in here. Yeah, that's quite good. Uh, yeah, he was, I don't know if he was that good, because it didn't seem like there were many highlights. But his goal was freaking brilliant. Like, I don't think anyone needs to worry about it because surely, from this week onwards, Jordan Ayew's back, refreshed, had nothing to do for the last well, three so weeks. This is the question. And now Tammy's out again. Does Jordan Ayew play alongside Tammy? Because I think Swansea in recent weeks have had a real problem with playing too defensively and having to change it to, to go attacking later on. Is it going to be the Ayew brothers up front again or is Abraham sure. going to be rewarded? So I doubt it. He hasn't seemed to have been that rewarded all season. Yeah, but I, I feel like he wasn't playing particularly well. And before the start of the season, I feel like he was. Yeah, he, he did have a good start. But then there was the, the horrible run they went on, and then he kind of dropped out of the team. And since Carvalhoal came in, mm. he hasn't really had a sniff. So really, this was his first opportunity to actually start the game, and he, yeah. he came out with a goal. As much as, you know, Swansea don't create a lot. So I think that's kind of one of the biggest problems with going for a, a Swansea attacker. Yeah. And Swansea are going to have to score. Yeah. To they need up. to score. They need to win games. They can't just afford to keep drawing because that horrible run they had early in the season is going to come back to bite them. But somewhat interestingly, Rondon at 6.0, 
a very interesting, weird outside shout because I think this is the point in the season where you have to look at the motivations a lot more mm-hmm. of, of certain players and it's the fringe players who are going to probably end up being most important with the exception of guys like Aubameyang who are you know, going to play every game because of the, the cup situation. And guys like Lukaku because they want to, you know, nail down their second place finish. It'll be interesting to see how they develop under under more because it did seem like they gave a response. Rondon got another assist. And I don't know, he's just been, he's been coming up with returns for... Two goals and two assists in the last four game weeks. Yeah, exactly. So... I don't know, there's there's something there. There's something there, but he doesn't have a double, so I guess that's kind of where you, yeah, and you the, draw the line. The fixtures going ahead for West Brom aren't nice yeah. at all. It does look like Jordan Ayew is still the, the nailed-on pick for that next double. And then the real humdingers of the weekend, Brighton with a 1-1 against Huddersfield, which is, <gasps> I'm pretty sure this is exactly what we said this game was going to be. We either said it was going to be 1-1 or 0-0. Like, both of these goals were so awful yeah. to watch. Yeah, so Lassell making a bit of a, a crappy error. And then the Duffy the Duffy giveaway. I mean... What was he do- What were both of them doing? It was such a bad back pass. And the, the thing is, this was the only way Huddersfield were going to get a goal. Yeah. Like, we knew that Huddersfield were not going to score by creating their own chances. So Duffy just plays a blind pass back. And it's a good finish from Mounier, to be fair, but... And poor, like, Dunk just running his heart out to yeah, try and get try and get it. back. And he just missed it. And then ended up in the back of the net, like, tangled. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is so horrible. So, Lassell had one of those days that he has. <laughs> he just does what he likes. He's just, like... The you know, sometimes I look like one of the best keepers in the league. Others, I'm just going to score an own goal. Yeah, that was unfortunate. I guess, you and know... It, it came off his head as well. If Duffy could only assist a goal, <laughs> then we had to we had to have an own goal from somewhere in this match, yeah. I suppose, and Lursel stepped up to the plate. Actually, Brighton have been a very popular double game week pick. I, I've seen a lot of people tripling up on And this is mad, right? This is mad when you think that people aren't getting Burnley players in. Yeah, but they're but going they for Brighton. they are getting Brighton players in. Like, I've seen a lot of, like, a defender and Murray. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen um, Murray, one of Dunk or Duffy, and Ryan. Because I think okay. quite, I think some people have bench boosted. And actually, I, I do like the Ryan shout yeah, because Ryan's... I do think that he will get saves. And if you're bench boosting, obviously you can't have two freaking mega expensive keepers mm. or whatever. Yeah, Ryan definitely seems like the like the sensible Brian yeah. choice. Yeah, Ryan, I, I feel like he's a, a good outside shout because he might get some big saves, especially against Spurs. Penalty saves as well. He saved penalty two penalties. Saves. in. He said, what, like two penalties in three weeks yeah. or whatever? And as we spoke about earlier, Forster last year was my double yeah. game with Hero with his penalty save. So you have to... You can't predict that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I definitely like it. If you've got a guy who's got previous, yeah, it, it does tend to come through. He's definitely kind of... The own the only good shout unless you if you have obviously if you have a Brighton player in your team, then keep them and play yeah, them. Yeah, then uh, perhaps the most disappointing derby of the week, oh, even though there are only two by our rules. Bloody hell! <laughs> Everton with a nil nil draw against Liverpool, and actually, they did look like they were gonna nick it at the end. Everton, well, I was very thankful they didn't because Van Dijk, you know, finally got finally outscored Robertson. <laughs> I guess the, the most relevant thing about this game was the rotation, right? 
we saw Klein come in for uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Mm-hmm. We saw Robertson go out for Milner. Uh, oh, no, sorry, it was Clavan. Was it Clavan? Cla- How do you say his name? Clavan? Clavan. Clavan. We'll go for that. Um, yeah, so he came in and played at left-back, which was very weird. I don't understand Liverpool's defence. I just know which ones are defenders, and then yeah. I move on with my life. It's, it's not the kind of place a, a guy with no pace... Right. Should, be, should playing, be playing essentially, and he was up against Walcott, and I feel like Walcott really didn't take advantage of that. But I also feel like a lot of that was down to Sam Allardyce's very spoily tactics, where it's like, well, let's just try and keep it tight, and then we'll try and go for it at the mm. end. And uh, we saw Rooney getting very mad on when he was subbed off. I think he was subbed off in the fifty-six. Oh, minute. he went straight down the tunnel, didn't yeah. he? And then came back. And he said, like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> and he came wallowing back. Yeah, so I, I did actually see some in- interesting analysis on this where basically they needed people to just run around and keep it tight and try and like disrupt Liverpool in the first half. Right. But they played Rooney in central midfield. Who can't A run. man who does not... He, that's not what you play Rooney for because he that isn't something that he does anymore, you know? Yeah. But there's a Liverpool rotation. Firmino was one I was not expecting actually to, to be left out. I don't know. It makes sense though, doesn't it? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And because it's one of those where it makes sense. You see it on the team sheet and you know that he's going to come on for 10 minutes and yeah. do nothing. Yeah. And Liverpool have basically at this point got Champions League football wrapped up. So I think they're one of the teams you need to look at and think, what are they actually playing for? If they if they go through the champ, I guess that's the, the thing. same thing for City, right? Like the Champions League situation. Mm-hmm. If they go through it's going to be hard to, to justify picking a lot of those like premium players. Yeah. Um, and Salah's just picked up that injury. I think it looks like he's probably going to play tomorrow. The The noises that are coming out of, of Liverpool seem to be that if they really needed him, they could have played him at the weekend. Right. But obviously you don't, want to, you don't want to waste. And, um, and actually Chelsea were very disappointing but if they'd won against West Ham the Champions League would be back on for them potentially but they just seem insistent on dropping points so there's no one even putting pressure on them at the moment this was the time you saw the value of having someone like Karius or Van Dijk because they're not going to be rotated quite so much due to the positions they play Robertson has to do a lot of running for his team so you know naturally he's the kind of player who's going to get a rest Um, and we, we saw how much they missed Salah and Firmino Money, you know, tried, but those those two are those three together are so yeah. much of a big part of how they play. Yeah. That if you're missing just one of them, Danny Ings, he runs a lot, but he doesn't have the the same level of quality. And then he just gets a bit mad. Yeah, and he gets into little fights with people. Okay, so should we do a little preview? We got um, obviously a lot of games, so we'll just kind of. Oh lord. We'll just blag it a little bit. Let's not go through. <laughs> What are you doing? What are we talking... Are we talking I don't know. I don't, how do we match? cover this? I don't know. Maybe we should have thought about this before we started. On the Saturday also, can I note that we have games from 12.30 till 7.45. I'm glad I'm not doing anything this oh weekend. Oh my goodness. Get the beers in. That lads. is exciting. And even one of these is on BT Sport. I can't wait. So on Saturday, we've got this awful lunchtime kickoff of Southampton-Chelsea. I'd ignore it. We're going to have Morata. It's going to be a nice time. I'm going to pretend it's not happening. <laughs> then three o'clock's all a bit meh, apart from Burnley Leicester. Also, we have a not N23 derby between Crystal Palace and Brighton. Um, the other games are irrelevant. 5.30 is Liverpool Bournemouth. That's nice. Is everyone going to do the goals? Yeah, so hopefully Salah will be 
be back for all the, the Salah believers. Do you still Captain Salah in this game week? <laughs> Actually, that is the interesting thing. I reckon that it's worth a shout against Bournemouth. Definitely. I'm nervous about getting rid of Firmino. But... I wouldn't do it for Morata. Hell no. I know you want to, though. So I'm not going to tell you what to do. <laughs> You're gonna to talk to me again. <laughs> I, but I, I don't know what I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, no, I, I'm as lost as you are. Um, and then the late late on Saturday is Spurs Man City. Yeah, which is pretty wild. So, uh, Man City, if they win, they don't actually automatically win the title because if Man United go on to win, they delay it again. Oh. I think they need Man United to drop two points in order to do it. Hmm. So, <laughs> so. Even if City hammer Spurs, they're still relying on Man United to screw up against West Brom. Unlikely, <laughs> which is on the Sunday, yeah. alongside Newcastle Arsenal. Which is a super Sunday in the sense that these are kind of mismatches in terms of like quality of the yeah. teams. I think Newcastle Arsenal will be a very tight game mm, but because you you're going to see the reserve team from Arsenal. Sure. But I do also think that... Arsenal, if they play a few good players, if, if we have a front three of, like, Welbeck, Aubameyang and Ozil, for example, mm-hmm. which I, I hope will happen because I've still got him sitting in my team after that renegade transfer, um, you might see a, a different game. But sure. I think it, it's going to be fairly tight for, for mm-hmm. Arsenal there. Man United-West Brom, however... You'd hope that they run right. I think, yeah, I think they should be winning that comfortably. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it's going to be a cricket score. I think it's going to be like a 2 or 3-0. Um, and then we've got a game a day in the week. West Ham, Stoke, Brighton Spurs and Bournemouth, Man United. Oh, God. This this is what makes me want Arnautovic, so I have a player on Monday. No, it's not necessary <laughs> because there are still four more games. Oh. Um, so I wouldn't worry about that if I were you. Um, and then on the Thursday... Burnley, Chelsea, and Leicester, Southampton. Yeah. Looking at this has made me definitely more comfortable with my Leicester. Yeah. Like, with my Mara's choice. Yeah. And my potential Mara's captain. Actually, that... Yeah, Mara's captain would be scary, because if he bottles it against Burnley, and then you have to wait all the way till Thursday... (laughs) I wouldn't even be mad. Like, I wouldn't... I'd be fine with that. I think that's going to be the thing that stops me from captaining but Mahrez. I'm, and you know what? And I'd do the same. I'd have no problem doing the same with um, Pope. Yeah. I probably wouldn't captain Wood. I just don't feel confident enough about yeah. it. But Pope yeah, or so Mahrez are my like ones. They are coming, you know, they are coming up against quality teams with quality players. But my captaincy is currently on Pope. I think I'm going to do it. I've been, I'm not decided yet, absolutely. But... You know, I have... What, You'd be one, surprised two, if you three, didn't four, get... Five, six. I have six double game week players at the moment and a bunch of single ones. And I'm not playing a bench boost. I've got to be renegade somewhere. You'd be surprised if Pope didn't get you 12 points if you captained him across two games. Right, yeah, like three and three. Yeah. 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 No, it's, I think he is one of the, the better shouts, actually. I've got my vice on wood at the moment. Yeah. Um, okay, well that was nice. Alright, should we do a little clean sheet cuppo? Yeah, so obviously neither of us got points this week because there were no clean sheets. Who did I say? Um, Swansea. Oh, that's an interesting one. <laughs> it was West Brom, wasn't it? Yeah. That was why. Yeah. And they ugh, they had to go and concede first. Do we want to pick two clean sheets this week? I was going to say something like that. Let's in the, do it. In the honour of double game week, but I... 
presume there would have to be one of the double matches, right, for the second one. No, you can do. Or what we you can like. just pick any two. Yeah. So should we do the ABBA format? So I pick one, you pick, I pick two, two, and you pick, I pick yes, one. Yes, I love that It's <laughs> So stupid and pointless. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna say for my first clean sheet, it's going to be. Uh, Burnley against Chelsea. <laughs> you think Burnley will keep a clean <laughs> yes. sheet against Chelsea? <laughs> yes. It's a double win if it comes through. Okay. And I love that I said that as my first, despite it being one of the last matches of the game week. In that case, I'll take uh, Liverpool Bournemouth. Yeah, I-, I think that's a good one. And your next one? Oh, I forgot I was doing two in a row. I don't like Abba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'll have Spurs against Brighton. I'm also picking a team that's playing Brighton. I'm picking Crystal Palace. That was fun. If you enjoyed this podcast and all of the information, I mean, we did some good stats today. I think think. so. I think if you enjoyed that information that we brought you, feel free to share us with your FPL playing friends. Uh, We'd really appreciate it. You can also rate us and review our podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whichever you prefer to call it. Um... You don't even need to write a review if you don't want to. You can just click the little five-star button. Uh, You can email us if you have any questions. No, we didn't have any this week. But we did have a new follower on on Podbean, which is great. Um, You can email us at hello at thedenalysis.com. And you can hit us up on Twitter, can't you? At thedenalysis. Yeah. That's where we go and be. And I guess there'll be lots of discussions to be had over the, the double game week. So, I mean, I hope if you're... If you're going in on those Chelsea and Leicester players, I hope they do something for you. Because I'm not, I'm not optimistic. Maybe I'm going to look like an idiot next week when Morris scores 15 goals and Hazard's got a hat-trick or something. But until next time, au revoir. Bye.